Welcome to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Your host, Leonard Birdsong, is a law professor, a former diplomat, and a former federal prosecutor who's here to inform and entertain you with a mix of humor, opinion, and information. Now, here's Leonard Birdsong. Yes, sir, Bossy. It is Leonard Birdsong back with you on Talk Zone Radio. So happy to be here with you. As David told you, my show is a unique blend of humor, opinion, storytelling, and information. You will never hear fake news on Leonard Birdsong Radio, but you will hear some dumb criminal law stories. Some of them may make you laugh out loud. There will be some news tidbits. I don't have a guest today, but I think I have a big show for you. Like I say, there will be dumb news stories. I'm going to talk to you about the concept of immunity or turning states' evidence. There's some confusion about it. I've got a story about Doc Geezer's new clinic. And I've got some words of wisdom, and of course, we will finish up with some riddles. Now, of course, I'm here with you, and there goes the fax machine. That means my research assistant is sending me some news tidbits. But I also want to tell you that we've got the uh, peanut gallery here behind me. Peanut gallery, are you there? All right. They're making themselves known. Okay. All right. The peanut gallery is there. Now, now, you know, the show comes from sunny Orlando, our talk studio show down here in Orlando. Last night was a... Dark and stormy night, lots of thunder, lots of lightning, but not a lot of rain. Our weatherman, the vice president in charge of looking out of the window, is going to give us an idea. Are things going to be better? It's uh, been cloudy all morning, but it's getting better, Mr. Vice President, in charge of looking out of the window. What do you say? All right, he doesn't say much, but that means that the weather here is getting better. So we hope for more sun today. All right, let me start out with some of my dumb criminal law stories. Most of you now know that I collect these stories. I am a law professor. I've done serious writing over the years. I write on criminal law, refugee law, immigration law. But uh, I collect these dumb stories from around the world. The first story today comes from Oklahoma. Here's the headline. Remember, underwear is always a clever idea. The story. A substitute teacher in the town of Pawhuska, Oklahoma, was arrested for doing cartwheels while wearing nothing underneath her skirt, authorities say. The substitute teacher who was covering a high school choir class was booked for indecent exposure. Yes, underwear is always a clever idea. All right. Yes, yes, we know. It was funny. It was funny. Okay. Next two stories are from Canada. Here's the first one. Headline, maybe he was on the drug. Parents were quite troubled and disturbed by a teacher who passed out a homework assignment with instructions on how to make and use crystal meth. The eighth grade drama teacher at Aaron Mills Middle School in Mississauga, Canada, sent home a script for a skit about cooking up speed and told the children to act happy when injecting the drug. The unidentified teacher 
was suspended with pay. Yeah, that's what I say too. Boo. Eighth graders, eighth graders don't need to know about cooking up meth. All right. This other story from Canada. No real headline. But what we have here is a story about a law case. A Canadian judge found firing a longtime Burger King employee for taking home a fish sandwich combo meal was a whopper of a mistake. The judge awarded Usha Ram, who's 55, $46,000 for the wrongful termination. Miss Ram said she had permission to take the food home, but her boss denied it. Either way, with the employee discount, Ram, who had worked 24 years at Burger King, owed only $1 for the meal. So she got $46,000 out of this. All right, Colorado, our next story. Okay, okay, peanut gallery. This next story comes from Colorado. The headline, Dare to Bear, Girls. I'll read it again. Dare to Bear, Girls. We recently learned that women in Fort Collins, Colorado, can legally dare to bear. The Free the Nipple, an activist group, that file suit in May of last year scored a victory when a federal judge ruled that the city must stop enforcing a statute banning women from appearing topless in public. U.S. District Judge Brooke Jackson wrote in his opinion that the law perpetuates a stereotype that female breasts are primarily objects of sexual desire, whereas male breasts are not. We learned further... Well, we don't need to know anything more. We learn that women can go bare, and they can dare to bear in Colorado. Okay, the peanut ballard liked that one. Florida. Headline. An arrest of a biting shoplifter. We learned from a police report that Darian Gianelli, 23, was trying to steal $110 worth of meat from a Boynton Beach, Florida public supermarket when a 65-year-old Good Samaritan intervened to stop the theft. However, he was bitten by Gianelli for his trouble. Police were called before Gianelli could leave the store, and Gianelli was arrested, probably for assault and bitery, I would say, huh? Assault and bitery. <laughs> All right, okay. Another story from Florida. Headline, yet another biting incident. A chubby thief tried to steal lingerie from a Victoria's Secret store in Florida. Police were called and apprehended the thief, who then bit one of the officer's thumb. Almost bit it off. As three officers struggled to handcuff Algernon Baker, who was suspected of shoplifting $750 worth of ladies' undies, he chomped down in a futile bid to flee. We learn he is out of jail now, on bond, awaiting trial for grand theft, assault on a police officer, 
and assault and bitery. <laughs> you like that assault and bitery, huh? All right. Another story, yet another story out of Florida. You know, there's so many of these stories out of Florida. Headline. Oops. Could this have been a joint investment? A woman bought a couch online and discovered it was stuffed with marijuana. The woman realized that something was up when the seller began frantically texting her, contending she had left something important in one of the cushions. Quote, you're stealing from me, end quote. This is what the seller texted, insisting she return the pot. Instead, the buyer called the police. This next story, folks, comes from India. The headline read, Ouch! An Indian woman sliced off her boyfriend's penis with a machete after he revealed he was marrying someone else. At first, the woman tried to change the man's mind by enticing him to have sex with her one last time. But in the heat of the moment, she grabbed the machete and sliced off his member. Ouch! Yeah, we don't like that kind of activity. All right. This last dumb news story comes from Massachusetts. The headline read, Amnesia, maybe? It has been reported that police did not have to look very far to find a sleepy suspect wanted in a knife-point holdup in the town of Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Melissa Holden, 40 years old, allegedly used a knife to steal two pints of vodka and a bottle of Gatorade from a liquor store, and then passed out in a nearby building where police arrested her. Attorneys say she has no memory of the crime. (laughs) All right, it's not that funny. Well, anyway, I got the peanut gallery there. Very active today. We've still got uh, things coming in on the fax machine. But there are a couple of more stories that I want to read in this segment. These are not dumb criminal stories, but these are more what I call criminal, uh, weird stories, just weird news stories about awful things that happen to people, and this happened within a short period of time. Both of them have to do with eating contests. The first one. A college student whose dad was a Port Authority cop killed in the 9-11 attacks choked during a pancake eating contest and died, leaving her family grappling with unimaginable grief. This is just unbelievable, said Kitty Grinnell, the aunt of Caitlin Nelson, who's 21, and who was the sister of Officer James Nelson, who died in the 9-11 attack. It appears Caitlin had eaten four or five pancakes at a Greek Life fundraising dinner at her school, Sacred Heart University in Fairfield, Connecticut, on uh, last Friday when she choked and fell. A nearby nursing student attempted CPR, and emergency workers tried the Heimlich, I'm sorry, the Heimlich maneuver on the college junior before trying to grab the food from her throat. However, Caitlin's heart stopped for 10 minutes 
and she died. The young woman was from Clark, New Jersey. She was rushed to a local hospital, but passed away. How sad, how sad. Now, I found that story on Sunday. The the death appeared on Friday, I think it was. But then yesterday I saw this story in the news. It said the headline, Donut Race Deadly. The story. A man trying to eat a half-pound donut in 80 seconds as part of a donut shop's eating challenge choked to death in Denver, Colorado. The city's coroner said 42-year-old Travis Maloof of Thornton, uh, Thornton, uh, Colorado, I'm sorry, Thornton, Colorado, died early Sunday of asphyxia due to the obstruction of his airway. Julia Edelstein, who was standing in line at the Voodoo Donut, said Maloof was trying to eat a half-pound glazed donut at around 1.30 a.m. on Sunday when he choked. Edelstein said people tried to help him when they realized he was in distress. Did not help. He died. Voodoo Donuts didn't immediately return calls and emails for comments. Now, I don't know. These are just two weird stories, no connections, but both people died of choking in eating contest. I don't know for this last one whether I would ever want to go to any kind of contest at a place called Voodoo Donuts. Well, anyway, it takes all kinds. I hope you like those stories. All right, Dave, I think it's time to take me out while the peanut gallery is still up and going. This is Leonard Birdsong on Leonard Birdsong Radio. Stay with us. There's more. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor, Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his TalkZone Internet radio program. And now you can read more 
more of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at leonardbirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs or at least a few chuckles from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author link at leonardbirdsong.com. Welcome back to Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, hello world. This is Leonard Birdsong back with you. I have been listening to the news, and some of you have been too. We know that the Donald Trump administration, we learned about a week ago, a little more than a week ago, that their administration is under the investigation by the FBI to determine whether the Trump administration colluded with the Russian hackers to help defeat Hillary Clinton and put Donald Trump in office. Well, Friday, last Friday, President Trump urged his former top, or one of his top advisors, Michael Flynn, to seek an immunity deal from Congress after news broke last Thursday that Flynn was seeking such immunity deal. Trump said Flynn should cut a deal because the entire thing is a witch hunt that ostensibly won't lead anywhere. Well, now, a lot of people don't know what immunity is. There are statutes in the United States about immunity. Immunity is also called turning states' evidence. In other words, you give up your Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. You will testify either in a grand jury or in a trial uh, for the government. They won't prosecute you or prosecute you or won't prosecute you to the full extent of the law. If you cooperate, where is this law found? It's found in what's called the United States Code Annotated. It is in uh, Title 18, where most of our criminal laws are found. And it's Chapter 601. 601 gives definitions about immunity. And the main statute is 602. It talks about immunity generally. Here's some of the statute. Whenever a witness refuses on the basis of his privilege against self-incrimination to to testify or provide other information in a proceeding before or ancillary to one, a court or grand jury of the United States, two, an agency of the United States, or three, either House of Congress, a joint committee of the two houses, or a committee or subcommittee of either house, and the person presiding over the proceeding communicates to the witness an order issued under this title for immunity. Person has the privilege of testifying and will, even if he incriminates himself, can't be prosecuted. Now, this is called use immunity. That is, the judge, the prosecutor, the leader of some congressional hearing, can grant you use immunity that testifies. If you testify and you say something that incriminates you, they won't prosecute you for it in return for your helping out the government. Use immunity is used almost every day in every court of the United States, at least criminal courts. It's sometimes used in Congress, not every day. But use immunity is done very regularly. 
There's another type of immunity called transactional immunity, which is set out in Section 6003. I said the statute for use of immunity is 6002. 6003 talks about transactional immunity. That means that uh, Congress or a court, federal court or grand jury, can give you immunity from prosecution for all the bad things you may have done. However, only the attorney general and deputy attorney general can grant transactional immunity. Use immunity can be done by a judge, a prosecutor. It's done almost every day. Transactional immunity is very rare. Years ago, back in the 90s, John Gotti, a mobster who they were hard to convict or the government tried hard to convict and didn't do it until they gave one of his lieutenants, Sammy the Bull Gravano, transactional immunity. As a matter of fact, that meant that 20 murders that Sammy the Bull supposedly pulled off, he would not be prosecuted in return for him testifying against John Gotti. So now... We have perhaps Michael Flynn asking for immunity. Did he do anything wrong? Well, not always. When you have immunity, you try to make sure you don't get in trouble. However, Trump, President Trump, used to have a very different take on immunity deals. It wasn't long ago that he seemed to believe that such deals signal guilt and were very bad for certain presidential candidates like Hillary Clinton. Uh, Here's Trump in late September. This is according to Aaron Blake of the Washington Post. Quote, the reason they get immunity is because they did something wrong. If they didn't do anything wrong, they don't they don't think in terms of immunity. Five people. I'm telling you, nobody's seen anything like this in our country's history, alluding to people around Hillary Clinton at another rally in September. Trump said, if you are guilty of a crime, nope, he said, if you're not guilty of a crime, what do you need immunity for, right? Well, the problem is now he talked all of this smack about Hillary Clinton and the people around her seeking immunity. Now he's got someone who is on his staff. General Flynn was his national security advisor. He was fired after about 27 days on the job for speaking to the Russians. He's now speaking to the press and saying that he's seeking immunity. The FBI has a right to give immunity or it can go to a judge. An investigation is going on. We don't know exactly what's being investigated, but I can tell you, having been involved in many of these investigations, they are getting witnesses, the FBI. They're talking to them. They're debriefing them, and they're putting some of them in the grand jury to lock in their testimony, and later these people will be used at trial. Some of them will get immunity. Now, immunity doesn't mean that you all your crimes go away, but maybe sometimes it'll reduce whatever jail time you had. Some of the things that Trump is alleged to have done, if he did collude with the government or his people colluded with Russia, that could be treason. Or it also could be violations of what's called the Logan Act. That is, even before they got into office, Trump people were talking to other world leaders. That's against the law. That's what the Logan Amendment says. I don't know for sure how it will turn out, but sometimes immunity deals are good. I was in a case several years ago when I was in 
in practice in Washington, D.C. I uh, represented a man who was named Jermaine Tito Washington. Obviously, his mother <laughs> liked the Jackson 5 singing group. At any rate, he was a lieutenant in what was called the Delaware Street Crew. That was a drug organization with several people in it. We um, knew that Mr. Washington was involved. We had him on wiretap. We had him saying a lot of things. He and his wife had just had a newborn baby a few months before, and he decided to work with the government. I got him an immunity deal wherein, uh, although he, many of the gang were charged with murder and drug dealing and conspiracy, his deal was he would plead guilty to conspiracy, and if he testified in the grand jury and at trial, he would only get 18 months in prison. He did get on the stand. He went to the grand jury first, then he went on the stand, and his testimony ended up convicting 27 members of the Delaware Street drug gang. So immunity worked. He did do his 18 months. He then got into the witness protection program. I wish him well. I don't know what's happened to him since. But immunity is a way of perhaps saving yourself either before they find out you've gotten a crime or committed a crime or maybe after you realize you do have criminal charges hanging over your head. With General Flynn, what does he have hanging over his head? Well, maybe he violated the Logan Act by talking to the Russian ambassador before he was even Trump was sworn in. It may be the fact that um, he took money from Turkey uh, to be, a, I guess you might say, someone to consult with or about Turkey, but he didn't file papers with the federal government of the United States to say he was a lobbyist for a foreign government. You are supposed to do that. He did it recently, but I don't know that it's retroactive. Mr. Flynn has some things hanging over his head. Will he ultimately get you uh, immunity? I don't know. It's a good choice, a good chance, rather, if he has some good things for the government. But there are a lot of other people, probably, who are going to be given immunity without us knowing it before Flynn gets it. Why is that? Because the way the government works, they try to get smaller fish to turn state's evidence so they can get bigger fish. Who are the bigger fish? It may be General Flynn. It may be President Trump. Maybe nothing will come of it, but we'll see. Stay tuned. This is Leonard Birdsong, and this is Talk Zone Radio. Stay with me after this pause for the cause. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited, nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232. 
or go to consumerdebtcounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Are you considering law school? Then you probably have tons of questions about the application process, the admissions process, the benefits of a legal career, and what it takes to succeed in law school. You'll find the answers to these questions and more in Professor Birdsong's Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Inside, you'll find helpful chapters on the history of the lawyer, why you should apply to law school, things you need to know about applying, and more. You have the ability and the drive. Now, get the advice that will guide you into the legal profession by helping you successfully submit your application to the law school of your choice. Professor Birdsong's award-winning Law School Guide, Techniques for Choosing and Applying to Law School. Available for purchase on Amazon.com or through the author link at LeonardBirdsong.com. Now, back to Professor Birdsong for more Leonard Birdsong Radio on TalkZone.com. Yes, this is Professor Birdsong back with you. Uh, the last segment was sort of heavy. I talked about immunity and a little bit about the uh, FBI investigation of perhaps collusion with the Russians in the Donald Trump campaign for president. So let's do something a little lighter. I'm a member of the Florida Writers Association. I know a lot of people in Florida who write. It's a good organization. Frank Candy is a colleague and one of the members of the organization. He and other people sometimes sent me send me things that I like and that I pass on to my students or sometimes pass on to my listeners. Here's one from Frank. And, Frank, thank you for sending this. It's called Dr. Geezer's Clinic. It's about a very sharp, a very sharp old geezer. What, for those of you who don't know American slang, a geezer is an older person. Here's a story about Dr. Geezer's clinic. An old doctor became very bored in retirement and decided to reopen his medical clinic. He put up a sign outside that said, quote, Dr. Geezer's Clinic, get your treatment for $500. If not cured, you get back $1,000, end quote. Now, there is another doctor, Doc Young, who was positive that this old geezer didn't know beans about medicine. He thought it would be a great opportunity to get $1,000. So he went to Dr. Geezer's Clinic. All right, Dr. Young is at the clinic. He says, Dr. Geezer, I have lost all taste in my mouth. Can you please help me? Dr. Geezer says, Nurse, please bring me medicine from box 22 and put three drops in Dr. Young's mouth. Dr. Young, upon getting those three drops, said, Ah, this is gasoline. Dr. Geezer said, Congratulations, you've got your taste back. That'll be $500. (laughs) Yep, it's not over yet. Dr. Young was annoyed, and he went back after a couple of days figuring to recover his money. Dr. Young says on this second visit, Dr. Geezer, I've lost my memory 
I can't remember anything. Can you help me? Dr. Geezer says, Nurse, please bring me medicine from box 22 and put three drops in the patient's mouth. Dr. Young says, Oh, no, you don't. That's gasoline. Dr. Geezer says, Congratulations. You've got your memory back. That'll be $500. All right. So Dr. Young, after having lost $1,000, leaves angrily and comes back after several more days and says, Dr. Young, my eyesight has become weak. I can hardly see anything. Dr. Geezer says, well, I don't have any medicine for that, so here's your $1,000 back, giving him a $10 bill. Dr. Young looks at it and said, but this is only $10, Dr. Geezer. Dr. Geezer says, congratulations, you got your vi- your vision back, that'll be 500 bucks." <laughs> All right, the moral of this story is just because you're young doesn't mean you can't outsmart an old geezer. Remember, don't make old people mad. We don't like being old in the first place, so it doesn't take much to tick us off. You like that moral? Good story. Dr. Geezer's Clinic. All right. Well, we got some time here, and I've got some news tidbits that came in over the facts that you may have heard earlier. I'm going to read some of them because I want you to hear them. My research assistant thought they were important enough for me to read on the air. Here's the first one. He was driven to succeed. It took a British man 33 tries, 14 instructors, 85 lessons, 25 years, and more than $12,000 to finally learn how to drive. Christian Whiteley Mason of South Yorkshire, England, first started trying to learn how to drive in 1992. He said, I'm still in shock, the 42-year-old motorist said, finally upon earning his license. How about that? Last week, we heard that Britain tells the EU, we're out of here. This is a news tidbit. Prime Minister Theresa May formally began British or Britain's divorce from the European Union last Wednesday, declaring there is no turning back and ushering in a torturous exit process that will test the bloc's cohesion and pitch her country into the unknown. In one of the most significant steps by a British leader since World War II, Theresa May notified the European Union Council President Donald Tusk in a hand-delivered letter that Britain would quit the EU, it joined in 1973. I don't think it's a good move, but I hope and wish England and Britain the best. Another news tidbit that my research system came in, sent me about Jeff Bezos. He's the president of Amazon. The headline read, Jeff Bezos bags $75.6 billion. The story. Jeff Bezos has leapt past Amancia Ortega and Warren Buffett to become the world's second richest person. The second richest, I'm sorry, the second richest person in the world. 
Bezos, who's 53, added a $1.5 billion to his fortune as Amazon stock rose 18.32 cents on Wednesday. This is the day after commerce giant or e-commerce giant said it plans to buy a Dubai-based online retailer, Sok.com. Bezos has a net worth now of $75.6 billion. Boy, that's a nest egg, isn't it? We wish him good luck. Here's another one, news tidbit. Headline, hopped up and trucking nuts. Hopped up and trucking nuts. I just like saying that headline. A truck driver downed a powerful cocktail crystal... A truck driver downed a powerful cocktail of crystal meth, LSD, and cocaine to drive nearly 3,000 miles cross-country without stopping for a break, police say. Gary Robbins of Homer, Alaska, was arrested last Tuesday afternoon after he began acting erratically at a parking lot in Deerfield, Massachusetts. Robbins, who had driven from Seattle, was spotted tossing credit cards into his gas tank. That's why he was arrested and they found all these drugs in his system. Hopped up and truck, trucking nuts. All right, this one is about, okay, folks, okay, let me finish the news here. A posthumous sleigh charge read the headline. Prosecutors secured a murder indictment against a New Orleans man on the eve of his funeral, 10 days after he died in his sleep, according to his attorney. The case against the late Stephen Burns will be dropped once his death is confirmed, according to the spokesman of the DA's office. Burns was charged with second-degree murder in the September 2011 killing of a man working as an informant in the DEA. So he's dead, and now they're going to drop the indictment. Isn't that great? Here's another news tidbit. It's the ultimate dream job. A Chinese dietary supplement firm is hiring full-time, quote, professional sleepers, end quote, to snooze and write reports about it. The cushy physician, which pays up to $144,000 a year in Shanghai, asked workers to pop melatonin and change their sleep schedules, according to the firm, which doesn't include or wouldn't include its name in the job ad. Just a telephone number. Call them and see if you want to snooze and lose. (laughs) All right, I'm coming to the end of these news tidbits. And then we will take another break, and I have some more words of wisdom for you from Bill Davidson. But here, the headline said, Driver had to dodge Viper. You know, a Viper is a car. A Dodge Viper, as a matter of fact. So this is a cute little headline. Driver had to dodge Viper. Here's the story. Something more than air came slithering out of a car vent in Florida. Monica Dorsett almost crashed her car when a red rat snake slithered out of the air conditioner vent 
in the end of March as she drove down a highway in Venice, Florida. She told this to Fox 13 News. She cut across two lanes and stopped in a parking lot. She said she slammed the door with the snake half in and half out. Her husband then opened the door and the snake fell to the ground. She says he euthanized it. Venice, Florida is about 210 miles northwest of Miami. All right, folks, that's your news tidbits. I hope you enjoyed some of that. That may be news. You, uh, all right, okay, you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. I got it. I got it. You know, these these, these peanut gallery people are getting noisier because I guess they want to keep me on the air. But at any rate, Dave, why don't you take me out? This is Leonard Birdsong and Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'll be back with you in a moment. Consumer Debt Counselors is the company that will help you get out of debt. Consumer Debt Counselors is a licensed, accredited nonprofit agency that specializes in educating people about credit and debt and helping people resolve issues with debt, even student loan debt. There are so many federal regulations. Most people have more options than they realize, and Consumer Debt Counselors can uncover all of your eligible solutions, including lowering your payment or getting out of default. If you want a partner that will work with you to achieve financial success, talk to the team at Consumer Debt Counselors. They have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, so these guys are the real deal. Your first consultation is free, and all sessions are kept confidential. Give them a call at 1-800-820-9232 or go to ConsumerDebtCounselors.org slash birdsong. The number again is 800-820-9232. Although he's been involved in serious criminal law work over the years as a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and a law professor, Leonard Birdsong knows that it's good to stay grounded. That means not always taking criminal law so seriously and instead just having a good laugh at some dumb criminals and their dumber crimes. Several years ago, he began to collect and compile weird and funny criminal law stories. He shares some of them weekly on his Talk Zone Internet radio program. And now you can read more. More of them yourself in one of his 14 humor books. He has two book series, Professor Birdsong's Dumbest Criminal Law Stories and Professor Birdsong's Weird Criminal Law Stories. They're available for purchase in either paperback or Kindle edition by going to the author link on the homepage at leonardbirdsong.com. Leonard knows that you'll get a few good laughs or at least a few chuckles from his collections of dumb and weird criminal law stories. Check them out for yourself by going to the author Author link at leonardbirdsong.com. You're listening to Leonard Birdsong Radio on talkzone.com. Here's Professor Birdsong. Back with you, Leonard Birdsong Radio. This is Leonard Birdsong. I'm here near the end of my show. I know a fellow by the name of Bill Davidson who sends me words of wisdom. Sometimes I share them on the air with you, and I'm going to do that here. This is about leadership and vision. Bill Davidson writes, Look within you. Theodore Hesburgh said, he was the president of Notre Dame University, the very essence of leadership is that you have a vision. It's got to be a vision you can articulate clearly and forcefully on every occasion. 
You can't blow an uncertain trumpet. An uncertain trumpet is usually the result of an individual who either lacks a vision or is trying to use someone else's dream. There is a vast difference between the person with a vision and a visionary person. He goes on to say, A person with a vision talks little, but does much. A visionary person does little, but talks much. A person with a vision finds strength from his inner convictions, but a visionary person finds strength from outward conditions. A person with a vision continues when problems arise. A visionary person quits when the road becomes difficult. Demosthenes, the greatest orator of the ancient world, stuttered. Julius Caesar was an epileptic. I'm sorry. Julius Caesar was an epileptic. Napoleon was of humble parentage and far from being a genius. Beethoven was deaf, as was Thomas Edison. Charles Dickens was lame. Homer was blind. Plato was a hunchback. And Sir Walter Scott was paralyzed. What gave these great individuals the stamina to overcome severe setbacks and become successful? Well, each had an inner dream that lit a fire that could not be extinguished. Great visions begin as an inside job. Napoleon Hill said, Cherish your visions and dreams as they are the children of your soul, the blueprints of your ultimate achievements. This is from a book called Developing the Leader Within. Bill Davidson ends with, Are you a simple visionary, or do you have a vision for your success? I hope you do. I've had a vision for my success over the years, and I have been successful. It's one of the things that's brought me here to Talk Zone Radio. I'm so happy that I can talk to you listeners out there. In any way, I thank you, Bill Davison, for sending that to me. Ah, those are my words of wisdom for the week. I'm almost out of content here, but I want to share some riddles with you. My listeners, some of you email me, and you can email me at lbirdsong twenty two at gmail.com, and I'll try to get back to you on the radio or by email, lbirdsong22 at gmail.com. You can email me. You can also read some of my dumb criminal law stories on my blog by going to www.birdsongslaw, all one word, Dot com. You can read some of my stories for free, but you also know you can buy my books on my website, leonardbirdsong.com, and I hope that you do. I like spending or spreading a little cheer if I can. So let's end the show with some riddles. Here's the first one. Are you ready for it? Why was the toilet red? Why was the toilet red? Think about it for a moment. It's not hard. Why was the toilet red? Well, let me tell you why. Because it was flushed.
Yes, the toilet was red because it was flushed. All right. I know some of you figured that out. What do you call a dentist in the arm? Hey, wait a minute. I haven't even told the riddle yet. All right, peanut gallery. What do you call a dentist in the army? Think about it. Just what do you call a dentist in the army? Well, the answer is you call him a drill sergeant. All right. Here's another riddle. Did you hear about the angry pancake? Did you hear about the angry pancake? What's your response? Why was it angry? What would the answer be? Did you hear about the angry pancake? Well, the answer is it just flipped. All right, okay. A couple of more, and I'll sign off for the day. I hope you're getting these riddles. They're funny. Why did the witches lose the baseball game? Tell me. Why did the witches lose the baseball game? Think about it. All right, I'll tell you why the witches lost the baseball game. It's because the bats flew away. Hey, shut up that telephone. Is that the Hitler phone? The witches lost the baseball game because the bats flew away. All right, here's my last riddle for today. What starts with E, ends with E, and has only one letter in it? What starts with E, ends with E, and has only one letter in it. Figure this out. Think about it. All right, I'm going to tell you. What starts with E, ends with E, and has only one letter in it? An envelope, folks. <laughs> that was easy to figure out. An envelope. Uh, all right, okay. Well, this is Leonard Birdsong. We've been here with you. On Talk Zone Radio, I'm here on Thursdays from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have a great engineer, Dave Olson, who helps me out with this show. I'm glad for him helping me. I will be talking to you next week. I'll have some guests with me. I will have also some dumb news stories and some news tidbits and even some riddles. So I'll talk to you next week. Stick with me. You get no fake news on Leonard Birdsong Radio. I'm signing off until next week. Be good, folks. Mm-hmm.